Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. So today I want to talk about opportunities and where opportunities come from, especially like the really exciting opportunities, the things that can really uh, propel your career or just bring you so much fulfillment, right? And I want to start with kind of a fundamental, but it almost seems like like a like a ridiculous principle to start with because it's so obvious. But I just want to start with this um, because just sometimes I don't even get like the obvious stuff, right? So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. The best opportunities in life are not going to come from you, right? If you had it, it's not really an opportunity, right? If you could give it to yourself and you already have it, then it's just a matter of doing it. It's it's not really a great opportunity. It's just you taking advantage of something you have. The really amazing opportunities, and I'm sorry if this seems obvious, but are always granted by someone else. Someone else is holding the keys to an opportunity and also you know knows about the opportunity when you may not. So all the best opportunities to simplify come from your network. And I use that term loosely, right? It doesn't have to be someone that, you know, you you network with or are necessarily connected with, but it comes from someone who knows you enough to reach out to you and say, hey, there's this opportunity or to ask you, like, you know, are you available to do this thing or would you like to apply to it? So very loosely, all the best opportunities are going to come from your network. They're not so much going to come from you having it, because if you had it, uh, then it's not really uh, anything that much greater than you would have had because you have it already. So um, I was reading uh, Stacey Abrams' book, uh, Lead from the Outside, and she talked about this concept of getting access to opportunities and how important it is to understand how that works. And she shared two principles, which I want to share uh, with you. Uh, the first one she called um, access. I'm going to rename it uh, awareness because um, access was just, I don't know, for some reason it confused me. Um, but it, it's saying the same thing. So um, awareness, meaning even knowing the opportunity exists, right? It's that classic, like, oh, my God, they just hired someone into a position. I would have been perfect for the position. I would have applied. Maybe I would have even gotten it. But no one told me about it. You got a problem. Because you had no awareness of it. So your network, you know, with a, with the lowercase n, you know, you know n- not the typical feeling of the network, but just what I was saying before, just generally anyone who might reach out to you and talk to you about it. They're the ones who are telling people about all the opportunities that they know. So it's really important to understand that you're not going to have 100% awareness of all the great opportunities that are out there. 
You need to have proxies, agents, representatives, ambassadors, whatever you want to think about it out there who may bring these things to you or even just mention to you that they exist. I mean, some of the best opportunities come from an offhand comment. You know, you're, you're at dinner with someone or you're standing in line and coffee and someone says, Hey, you know, this thing's going on. And then one, you know, you think about it and you're like, Oh, I didn't know about that. One thing leads to another. And then boom, you have a new job, a new client, um, based on that tiny little bit. And maybe they weren't even trying to do it. So imagine if you actually have a lot of awareness where a lot of people are able to feed into you. Uh, that information. And, and part of that comes from uh, just people understanding what you're about, right? So they know what kind of things to mention to you and what you'd be interested in. But I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, that might be a, a separate episode. want to move on to the second principle after awareness, and that's entry. And the way Stacy describes it is it's not enough to know where the restaurant or the club is. You actually have to get admitted to it. Right. What happens if you hear such and such company has the best jobs and the best training programs or the best accommodations, but you cannot get in? Right. What is the secret password? Where are they recruiting from? What type of questions are they going to ask during the interview? What profile of employee do they like to hire? And there are plenty of different profiles of employees and none of us are going to fit all of them. So it might be useful to understand. So it's not just the awareness of the opportunity, it's gaining the entry. And this is also something that your network can directly or indirectly help you with, right? It could even just be a small thing and say, hey, Joe, they're looking for this sort of person, or you need to really understand, I don't know, the values of the organization because they drill everyone and they immediately cut you if, if, you, if it's obvious that you haven't even looked at their website and read their values. Super duper, super duper, super duper useful information because you may or may not have done that. Maybe you got busy and you would normally do it, but you, but you didn't think to do it. But if that someone had told you, you know, this is what's going to be required to get entry, then you're going to be much more likely to do it and much more likely to pass that circle. And sort of a final thing to think about, especially for people who are, you know, underrepresented professionals or uh, what you might call, you know, historically marginalized, uh, you know, groups. Um, what happens when you enter a space that is not used to your presence, right? What happens when you gain that entry and all of a sudden people are like, mm, you don't belong here or what are you doing here? Or immediately assume that you have some lesser role versus you actually have become the CEO or you're in charge of a department, right? So it's important to understand all these dynamics where your network can really help you with the awareness of what's there, also with gaining entry. And then when you're there, it's really, really crucial to understand how you may be received based on how that space is normally populated. And I talk a lot about this uh, in other lessons and courses. Uh, maybe I'll have an episode on it as well to talk about entering a space where, uh, and I don't mean necessarily that you're not welcome, although you may not be welcome. Um, I just mean at a bare minimum, it's like, uh, I like to use the word anomalous. It's like anomalous that you're there. So people's minds just can't even comprehend, you know, what you're doing there. So your mission for today is to really think about these two concepts and think about um, how maybe you want to 
work on your network, right? What are the type of people that you should be uh, paying attention to that can really help you with the awareness? And in addition, and these might be separate groups of people, there may be some overlap, who are the different types of people that will understand the rules of admission and the entry? So once you're aware of where the restaurant or club is, uh, what is the secret password? Uh, what might you need to know to actually get entry into there? Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, We'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome back. So today I wanted to share with you an issue that can cause a lot of stress and a lot of discomfort and pain to people. And that has to do with how to deal with an individual at work. Um, could be your manager or it could just be someone on your team. It could actually be someone who works for you. Um, where the two of you just cannot see things eye to eye. And especially if that person has some sort of uh, authority or power over you, they're constantly insisting that things be done a certain way, the way they would do it, but it's not necessarily the way you would do it. So the challenge here is how do you continue to work well with this person and deliver without losing yourself by becoming sort of a clone or, or, or a robot? And... How do you instead keep your authenticity, but at the same time, 
you know, not make this person so angry and they give you sort of bad marks or a bad review because you're not doing things exactly as they said, because that typically is not a good result either. So how can... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.